Welcome to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button and find us online at theridgecc.com. At our website, you can catch up with everything that's happening at The Ridge, watch previous messages, and learn more about who we are. If you want to watch services live, you can catch them every Sunday via our online community at live.theridgecc.com. We hope this message inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Thank you so much, church. What an honor for me to be able to be here with you. I saw you online. I've been watching your services. I've been following Pastor Mark. He's an amazing man of God. And you know what? Behind a great man, there is a greater wife. I mean, I got to the honor to get to meet his wife, and he's just an amazing couple. You are super blessed. If we could steal anybody from this church, that would be that man, Mark. Oh, definitely. And his team. They've got it. You've got an amazing team here. I'm honored to be uh, with you. And, you know, it's a blessing to share um, to a church that has been so super generous. I mean, it is amazing. Rich, you've been, I mean, you've, uh, you know, you've hit the records of God's generosity. I know how much it means to you to be so generous and sacrificially generous to the people of Moldova and Ukraine in some, some of the most desperate moments of our history. Thank you, church. We love you and we appreciate you so much. Over 1.5 million U- Ukrainians have been, you know, uh, running through the borders of Moldova. 10 million Ukrainians have been displaced. You know, some of them inside Ukraine, four and a half million have been running through the borders of Moldova, Poland, Romania to try to get to a safe place. None of this would have been possible without you, church. You, you sacrificially made it possible for this amazing effort of helping people in such a, you know, in such a unique time for our history. It is a time where we can be the, lo- the feet and the hands of Jesus to love those who are the lost and the least, those who need the most of our help. Thank you, church. Appreciate you so much. Big greetings, you know, from Moldova, from Ukraine, from the people that we are, we've been serving, as well as in, you know, shelters, at the borders, inside Ukraine, and the front lines, you know, traveling and taking food and supplies that you've provided, you know, to the war line, to the places where the bombs and missiles and the drones and all of the other equipment that they have has been, you know, used and falling. Thank you so much for your prayers and for your support. I'm so honored to be actually invited to speak, you know, in this season of live big. You know how to live big. You know how to give big. You know how to be a church that makes a big impact. And I'm so honored to be able to share with you about this, on this topic. And that's out of my heart. I'd like to also introduce you, you know, I'm sorry. To the best of who I am and, you know, of my best part of my life. That is my family. I got a wife, only one, and that's important for my part of the world. I got a one wife, you know, and uh, children. My son is 21. Mark, Karina, she's uh, almost 18. Uh, Sophie and Esther. Mark is in the IT school. Karina, she's in the business school. 
Sophie, she runs the, ho the house, as you know. She got her father around her finger. You know how this all works. And, uh, and uh, Esther, uh, she's in the middle school. Uh, my wife, she uh, was born in Ukraine and uh, grew up in the town of Nikolaev, which has been uh, the war line for the Russian-Ukrainian you know, uh, situation. We've been uh, blessed to be able to take lots of supplies there uh, and to be able to you know, be with her people and her town in the most desperate moment for them. <clears throat> she was born in Nikolaev, and in that town she lost both, both of her parents. Uh, mom died of cancer, father abandoned two children and disappeared. Uh, as she, you know, being uh, put in the hands of a foster family, one of her extended uh, relatives' family, they moved to Moldova so that I can find her, you know. Uh, she was, uh, we both went to the Bible school, and that's where we met. I mean, it was love out of first sight. When I saw that beautiful girl, my heart went into my shoes. Trust me. I chased that girl, and I'm so delighted to be able to, you know, and honored to be a husband of such a woman. For more than 22 years, we've been serving the Lord, loving each other, and just blessing people. Thank you so much for, you know, for the opportunity to be able to share a little bit about my family. And I know you've got your own story, but today I'd like to encourage you to dream big. To live big means you gotta dream big. Dreams, it is a God-given gift to all of us. It is important to be able to dream. You know, to dream about, you know, the, what is the impact God wants to have in your own life. Dream about your own life. Dreaming about you. Dreaming about your family. Dreaming about your town. Dreaming about your county. Dreaming about your state. Dreaming about your country. This is all okay. Dreaming is a God-given gift to all of us. And it is a capacity that we don't want to lose. Sometimes, you know, we dream, but we're afraid of dreaming. You know, one of the things that <laughs> it's a gift that God has put in my heart is to be able to dream. Dreaming is part of who am I. You know, I am. It's a visionary leader. I look, you know, ahead and I'm so excited about the opportunities that are laying before me. Would have not been able to do the ministry we're doing in Moldova, in Ukraine, in Romania, and beyond without having the dream. We've got to have a dream. Do you have a dream? You know, my dreams, they wake me up in the night. My dreams, they wake me up in the morning. My dreams make me look in the window and say, thank you, God, for one more day to live for you. I don't know if you wake up like that, but I sleep right by the window. The first thing that I do, I jump out of the bed and say, thank you, God, for a new opportunity to live for your glory. Dreaming big. Dreaming is so, so awesome. Uh, my daughter, she actually also is a dreamer. And I'd like to show you a picture of my, of my daughter as she, you know, she had a dream. One day I was watching with her just a little video. It was a couple of years ago. And she looked at that video and said, Dad, I want to be like that girl gymnast, you know, that does gymnastics. And she, and i like, that's awesome. And she said, would you help me become like that? Now, I'm, a, I'm the best gymnast, you know. I can do, I can do stretches. And I, I said, look, Sophie, I'll help you with that. So we found for her, not myself, I didn't train her for that, but we found for her someone who actually trained her. But the lady said, 
Without a dream, this girl would have not been what she is today. Just last week, my daughter, she actually won the prize of the European Union of the best gymnastic, you know, at her age, height, and weight. You know, sometimes I get a little bit confused about how many, you know, medals she's got. She said, Dad, sometimes I make a mistake about six medals. She said, no, 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 I got nine. So you be, be, be careful. It takes a dream. It takes a dream. My daughter, she dreamed that she wants to be the winner in Moldova. And then I said, why not think beyond? And you can become the, you know, the champion of Romania. And she's like, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take that prize. I'm going to take that medal. And it takes a dream to become the winner of European Union. And one step after the other, practicing every day, she became that champion. And she doesn't stop. A dream. God gives us, gives us dreams. There's a Bible verse I would like to highlight for you. And that's, you know, Psalm 37, 4. Take the delight in the Lord. And He will give you the desire of your hearts. The desires of your hearts, He will make it possible. Do you have a dream? Do you have a dream? And I'd like to encourage you today, think about the dream. You know, in, Bible, in the Bible, we have examples of people that were dreamers. Joseph, the dreamer, remember? The dreams may actually got him in trouble. Sometimes dreams, they, they get us in trouble if we run too fast to release them. Sometimes it's good to be able to dream, but to keep that dream for yourself for a while. And don't be afraid to share those dreams and pray for your dreams. I had a dream. As uh, I was introduced by Pastor Mark, I grew up in a communist home. My father served the anti-God regime, anti-church regime, anti-West regime, regime for more than 30 years of his life. He said, I'm going to build, we're going to, build as a nation a little corner of heaven on earth and it became a little corner of hell for that part of the world as i accepted the, uh, the lord you know it actually went through a neighbor he shared the gospel with me and as i was trying to reach out my own family who was so much opposing me kicking me out of the house beating me up taking my clothes and naked, putting me out in the freezing temperature, saying, let your believers take care of you, trying to break my faith. As I would be in the school, trying to be able to be the light in the school, the light of Christ, they would actually line up kids to spit in our faces of the believers, you know, doing a corridor, so that they would break our faith, saying, you're ashamed to this nation, you're ashamed to your family, you became a Christian. But the more they were opposing, the more there was passion and fire, the desire to be able to reach out to them. It took me 28 years of prayer, fasting, you know, of, of opening my mouth and being just living Jesus and sharing Jesus to my own family. So that pre-COVID in 2019, I had the honor not only to lead my mom to the Lord, but to get her to be baptized in our church and today to be every Sunday in the church. What is impossible for God? What is impossible for God? Maybe there is something that you say it's impossible. Just dream and dream big. In order to live big, we've got to dream big. There's nothing wrong about dreaming. Pray. Tell to, your, you know, to the Lord your dreams. 
He's okay with that. He wants you to dream. And He wants you to share your dreams with Him. And another thing is that will help us get the dreams, make it a reality. It is love big. In order to live big, you got to love big. In order to live big, you got to dream big. In order to dream big, you got to make sure that you love big. Loving, it is one of, love is actually the motivator, the greatest motivator of all times. Actually, love is the perfect bond. Love binds the action and the dream together. It makes the two possible. Would you say amen? Amen, church. That awesome. That's awesome. It's good to hear sometimes an amen. That's so, so cool. You know, love big. It is, you know, we've been loved. Love is the greatest attitude. I think we are all drawn to the people that, you know, love, isn't it? We're drawn to the people that love people, love God, love, love what they do. When uh, I got to, you know, just marry this beautiful girl, she told me, Oleg, have you ever thought of the orphans? I'm like, you know what? I have a heart to reach out to the next generations. And she said, yes, but there is a next generation, a group of kids that are behind, you know, tall walls. It's government set up buildings called orphanages. And out of these orphanages, many of the girls end up in Amsterdam, in other places of Europe, in prostitution, in Turkey, in Dubai. They're sold. And when they are no good for anything, they go for disposal. They would harvest a kidney, liver, heart transplants. You know, black market for some of that is being a horrible issue that we've been facing. Kids, girls being sold to Russia for less than $400, the value of a life. And I said, it's, we've got to do something about it. You know, when we walk through those, through those hallways of the orphanages and seeing those kids come and pull your, you know, your pants, saying, are you my daddy? Will you take me home? Can you play with me? Just to get on your knee and just love on them. And you look in their eyes and you see someone that has dreams, has the capacity to make a difference in the world. But there is darkness all around that you know is all looking for them to destroy, to steal, kill. And we say we gotta do something. And that love, those children, that love the orphans. When we walked with, you know, with my wife through the streets where the girls being sold at the age of 12, 14, some of them being even, you know, put in the market of wives where they're exchanged for a goat or a livestock. When a father walks with his son and says, I want that girl, and here are five goats for that girl, that has broken my heart. And out of love for those kids, we started this ministry of reaching out to the orphanages fighting human trafficking, stopping this evil in Eastern Europe, building awareness at the national level, going into public schools and teach against it, going to the orphanages. Love is the greatest motivator of all times. There is one Bible verse that you know for sure. And if you remember it, if you know it by heart, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that He gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. John 3, 16. 
You see, for God so loved the world, it takes one child to help many. Mother Teresa, she was asked about that. She was asked, you know, you're trying to help so many kids. You cannot help all the kids. And she says, it takes one child. Helping one, she said, you help everyone. Live big. In this season of Live Big, you'll have the opportunity to make a difference in one child. That one child that matters to God. It matters to you. Love is the greater, greater motivator. He's the greatest motivator of all times. In order to be able to, you know, love, dream, loves, love and dreams, actually they cannot stay passive. You dream big, you love big, and you want to go and do something big. Because love leads to action. Love cannot be passive. There is one more Bible verse I would like to highlight to you tonight. You know, love not only with, let's read it together, one, two, three. Who believes in me? Yeah, I'm sorry. If we can go back to the love big, I apologize. Yeah, to this slide. Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth love leads to action do big act big that's what we're called for ukrainian crisis 24th of february has challenged us as a family to go to the borders and see when the airspace was closed ukrainian airspace was closed moldovan airspace was closed with no flights no airplanes we looked in each other's eyes myself and my wife and we said we gotta do something we went to the airport and we searched and we found out what has happened. Then we went to the border right there where there is, we have a bunch of borders because we have the longest border between Ukraine and Moldova. And what happened, we saw, you know, thousands of women running with their children through the customs. Nothing. Maybe a plastic bag. All through snow and mud. Rain, snow, ice, whatever it was. For first 60 days. There was no Red Cross, no UNHCR, nobody. We said, we've got to do something. Why? Because we want to love our neighbor. We want to be the good neighbor to those people. Love calls to action. You cannot just love with words. You've got to do something. To live big means to do big. Amen? Come on, look at someone and say, hey, dream big. Come on, yeah, 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 just help someone. And say, hey, dream big. Look back, and, look back and say, love big. And let's say together, do big. Okay, one more time. Dream big. Love big. And do big. Awesome. This is so cool. You know, the size of our dreams and the size of our love determines the size of our actions. The size of our dreams and the size of our, heart, of our hearts and the love that we have for people determines the size of our actions. Your church have, has made an amazing step of faith. And if you, you've loaded that airplane. You've sent it to help those people. When we saw it, I said, look, this is a miracle. God does miracles through people like you. That was a miracle at the right time. Supplies we needed. 
You know, for the moment that was so desperate when we needed the most, you've given what we exactly needed. Thank you, church. Doing big, it takes one action. It doesn't require a lot. It starts with one child. It starts with one project. It starts with one action. From dreaming and loving to the action is just one step. Make that step possible. It all, it takes commitment from your side. It takes commitment from my side. It is to put my dreams and my love in action. Look at these people. The people that are behind me right now on the screen, you'll see they made a difference in the whole world. One of them, you can see, is Mother Teresa. You know, just a simple Albanian girl that, you know, grew up as in, a, in a school of nuns. She was, you know, called by God to change the world. But it started with a simple thing. She walked and she saw the kids that were dying in India, in Calcutta. And she said, this is, should not be like that. It took a walk through those streets to see how kids are dying of hunger, of lack of water, hygienic supplies, a shelter. This should not be like that. She moved from Albania to India. And she became the number one lady that has influenced the world. Helping one. We help everyone. It takes one child. It takes one life. When we walk through the orphanages, we realize how much impact we can have on one life. When the government saw what we were able to do for the kids in the orphanages of Ukraine, orphanages of Moldova, governments are asking us, please help, provide, put clothing, shoes, you know, nourish these kids. In some ways, we trust you, evacuate them, rescue them out of the war zone. It takes one life. It takes one visit to fall in love, to dream, and make something, act, do big, to live big. Another one lady on the screen, Marie Curie, a Polish orphan girl that moved, you know, to study in Sorbonne. She and her husband, herself and her husband, were the first one to invent what? Vaccine. As, you know, as she lost her father and mother, she said there should be a stop to the cycle of death. And she had the dream she had the love for people for life. And she said, I'm going to commit to stop this evil. Some of her research today is actually used to prevent some of the terminal illnesses and fighting cancer, motivated by love, by a dream. Do you have a dream? Live, love, and act. Another person that has made a difference in the history of the world, it is William Wilberforce. This man has made possible, you know, after writing, reading some of the writing of John Wesley and a couple of other leaders of that time, he said, we sh life has priority. We should fight for life, freedoms. People have the right for the freedom to live free, think free, speak free, and be free. This man has impacted some other leaders have, that have been running for the freedom of the nations and people groups and ethnicities like Martin Luther King Jr. Imagine your life can make a difference in many other lives. 
You may say, I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple lady. What can I do for this world? No, let's get back together and say, I want to dream big. I want to love big. And I want to do big. It takes one life. Me impacting one life to change many. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the best example of all times. He became flesh. He didn't only say, I love people. He became flesh and lived among us. He walked among us. He still walks among us. That's the best example. The one who's changed the history. Truly, truly, Jesus says. And if we want to read this verse, he says this. Truly, truly, if who believes in me will do the works I've been doing and will do even greater things. That's a promise. That's not a wish. That is a promise. You will do his things and even greater things. There is capacity that lives in you. The one who lives in you is stronger than the one who is in the world. And he makes things possible. When we looked at the task of Ukrainian refugees, we said this is impossible, it's beyond us. But when those Red Cross, UNHCR, other large organizations, they came and they saw, they said, look, who taught you to do this? Who taught you how to do this? I said, no one. We got together leaders and pastors. We got on our knees and we said, God, this task is beyond us. We love these people. We want to help them. And we acted in that. And as we, as we walked, as we acted, we responded to the need. From driving people to sheltering people to, you know, to feed people. My heroes are the ladies in the, in the kitchens. Day and night cooking for those people. My heroes are the pastor's wives who got on the buses and the, in the cars inside Ukraine, driving in the forests to rescue people from the shelters, you know, from the cellars, and bring them to the Moldovan border. Because men were not allowed to, 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 you know, to actually move around. So it takes a dream. It takes a sincere love for the ones that you serve. And the next thing, act. Act. Make the dream become alive. And another thing that helps us to be able to live big, it is give big. Yes, you may think, oh my goodness, about, about money. He's going to talk about money. You know, churches talk about money, but not always. Sometimes people think, oh my goodness, church is all about money. Not always. Giving big in order to live big means also to be able to commit different things of your life beside money. One thing is time. Give your time. You know, it took us 60 days of sleeping in the car at the petrol stations in order to be able to serve in the beginning in the most you know difficult time to serve that flow of people but it took time time is the greatest asset we have we can make more money but we cannot buy more time isn't it and you know what jesus jesus is after our time jesus wants my time quality time time that i can invest in one child in one family in one person, in one refugee, in one orphan, in one victim of trafficking, in one person who needs my attention. Time. You can give out of your time. Time. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, Paul says, redeem time. Redeem time. 
What are the thieves of our time? Maybe there are some, there are some things that steal your time. And you cannot give to God prime time. Give to God prime time. He deserves it. You know, take away from something else, from device or other devices, from things that maybe steal your time and invest in someone. People deserve our time. God deserves our time. The greatest investment I can do in someone, it is my time. And I'd like to encourage you, in this season of living big, give your time. Give your time. Make yourself available. Serve the one that needs your time. And another thing that you can do is second, give your talents. You're a talented person. Come on, look at someone and say, you're very talented. Come on, you are very talented. I know you are. You got that talent. You, you have that capacity. God created all of us with a purpose and for a purpose. There is definitely a purpose in why He's made you the way you are. And there is this purpose. So use your talents. Use your gifts. Make good use of who you are and the abilities that the Lord has put inside of you. You know, there was a parable about the talents. A master gave one talent to one person, and two talents to another person, and five talents to another one. The one with one talent, what he did? He went and really right away dug it in, put it inside, and kept it there. Saying, when the master comes back, I'll just take that talent and give it back to him. And the master didn't like that. The one with the two and the one with the five, they said, Whoa, what an opportunity! You know, and they got busy right away. And when the master saw them, he said, good job, guys. This is awesome. The one with five, you get five more. The one with two, you get two more. The one with one, you're losing the one. You Why? It's not because the one talent is bad. It is not good if you don't use it. Use what you've been given. And today I'd like to encourage you, use your talents. Church is a great place to use your talents. More than that, I'd like to encourage you to think about a mission trip. Think about a possibility to come and serve in that part of the world. Using your time, using your gifts, using your talents to come and love on the children, love on those women, love on those, you know, on those grandparents and disabled people that need that love, that care. And I am so honored and so thankful that Kelly, one of your staff of the church, was able to, to be with us. She did an amazing job of helping and serving. People like her, you have a church full of such great people. We need you there. I'd like to welcome you and invite you to come and serve alongside us. Use your time and use your talents. And at the end, I'd like to conclude with this last thought. Use your money. Use your money well. Definitely money is not the purpose. American dream, like I mentioned, is known all over the world. You know that a big American dream. Is this something like that that you live for? I'd like to encourage you to live for Jesus' dream. He has a big dream for your life. He has a great dream for your city. Live for that dream. Put your time to work for that dream. Put your talents to work for accomplishing our Jesus' dream. And put your money to work in that direction.
There's a great, great quote about the fact that actually in, you know, in the Bible, money, Jesus mentions about more than 2,000 times. Jesus talks about money so much. Why? Because, not because he was looking actually and running after people's money, but because he wanted people to have a God, proper, you know, godly attitude toward the money. Number one thing is, you know, he's talking about the fact that you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and you cannot serve money. And another passage in the Bible talks about the love of money is the root of all evil. So if you, we have a proper attitude toward money, then we can make money useful to us as families and useful to God as the owner of all. Amen? Let's make time, talents, and money available for the service of Christ in this amazing season of living big. There is the last advice I would like to kind of bring to the table, if you don't mind. This is John Wesley. John Wesley says, make more money as you can. Save as much money as you can. And give as much money as you can. What amazing advice. Yes, Make, save, and give. Your money has made it possible for over a million Ukrainians to receive food, to receive diapers, baby formula, clothing. I tell you, your prayers have made it possible to serve the people of Ukraine in the most difficult time for their nation. I love you, church, and I thank you so much that you've made it possible. So dream big, love big, act big, do big, and what was the last one? Give big. Give big. Would you mind if we pray together? Let's put our hands to the, to the heart. It's on the left or the right, doesn't matter. Just find what it beats, you know, right there. You, hear, you feel the beating of the heart? And would you mind just to pray with me and declare this prayer? God, I want to live big. Help me dream big. Please make my dreams come true. I want to love big. Please help me love you and love people around me. I am ready to do big things for you, Lord, and with you. I want to give big of my time, talents, money. I ask it all in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rich Community Church's podcast. If you live in Southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to host you at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more about our kids and students' environments, visit us at theridgecc.com. That's theridgecc.com.